hey, you, yeah, you, the guy that goes down the Lego aisle at Toys R Us and then opens all the blind bag Lego packages. Yeah, we know who you are, and we're coming to your house. We're going to go in your pantry and take all the labels off your cans. And while we're doing it, we're going to be listening to episode number 112 of the Action Figure Blues podcast for the week of Wednesday, April 16th, 2014. I'm John, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Scott. This episode's brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Sideshow Collectibles Darth Vader Deluxe Action Figure, and our discussion topic is a dissection of the Star Wars Black 6-inch Wave 3. Howdy, gents. How y'all doing? Good. Excellent. And Mr. Ben, it's been, what, about a week since I've talked to you? <laughs> it has. We've been having regular chats now. I know. Yeah, yeah all, all good at this end. Well, kind of all good. The, uh, everyone in my household has been sick, and yeah. so my house has been filled with four sick females, and uh, yeah, that's been pretty unexciting, <laughs> I have to tell you. But in between the two cubic feet of slutty tissues, I managed to duck out and see the new Captain America film, and I loved it. Yay. And, you know, I'm pretty strict on these cinematic adaptations. This is true. So I I give it uh, two thumbs up. It has the Ben's stamp of approval. It does. It does. Very enjoyable. Yeah. I can't hear anything bad about it at all. Yeah. Uh, Buzz is good. Yeah. Indeed. I kind of wish they'd maybe put one more week in after for uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like had maybe a rerun this Wait, last week. I don't even know what you're talking about, though, so don't say anything. The movie ties in right, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week picked up right after Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. So, not, but if I'm not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I'm not, it's not going to impact on my viewing of the movie, is it? Not. No. Good. Okay. Negative. But if you were, it would impact on your viewing of the show. Okay. You would go, huh? I feel like I've missed something. Right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I haven't seen it yet because uh, my kids are away for a week because their school holidays have started. So they are with um, their mum, uh, with her mum. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, and because my eldest, of course, is a very big fan of these things, I would be in huge trouble if I went to see it without her. So I am patiently waiting. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so have you been? Have you been lonely at home? Well, no, because I have a secret. No, I'll... I can share it with you though, because by the time this episode comes. Wait. I don't know if we want to hear. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's a family-friendly secret. And, <laughs> but it won't be a secret by the time this show comes out. I have a puppy. Aww. Hey. Uh, Aww. Not a planned puppy, but then our animals never are. <laughs> uh, but this is a little um, Maltese Shih Tzu cross named Benson, who is nine weeks old. And a friend of mine 
bought him a week ago for her grandmother, who had him for, I think, four days, and then fell down the stairs and broke her pelvis and her oh, oh. Yeah, hip, and oh. can't have him. And my friend went was going overseas, like she went today, so there was a desperate call put out on Facebook for, can anyone either A, adopt this puppy, or B, at least look after him for us while we go away? And he wow. came to live with us. Aww. We we were actually planning on getting a puppy. Um, so, <laughs> but seeing as it happened while the kids were away, we decided that we wouldn't tell them and we'd make it a surprise when they come back. Oh, cool. Surprise oh. puppy. Oh, that's awesome. I know. And he's he's gorgeous and our older dog absolutely besotted. And they're mm-hmm. each sitting here now, well, lying here now in their own basket next to me sleeping. Oh, I know. <laughs> We truly believe, um, you know, all of our dogs have found us, not that we found them. You know, oh, totally. That, yeah. they, they came along at the right time for, you know, us. Exactly. So. We, we always say, like, our animals happen to us. <laughs> Rather than we don't choose them, they just happen to us. So when I uh, rang the girl's mom and said, uh, we've got this happening, what do you think? She said, well, it sounds like the kind of story that our animals usually come with. So. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many, there's so many animals out there in the world that don't get looked after and don't have a home. And I like the idea of giving homes to animals that are struggling for a home rather than pay, oh, yeah. paying a breeder thousands of dollars. But anyway. Um, yep, it's the right thing to do. Yep. So he's adorable and he's settled in really well. And um, I'm very happy. Yay. <laughs> And other than that, I've just been working. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that myself. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but I managed to sneak in. I was on the Four F Forty Five Rants podcast, which is our our friend Clint. Um, he kind of retooled his podcast a little bit, and uh, he's just ranting about whatever he wants to rant about. And um, I got to go on there and talk some toys and uh, talk about this podcast. And then we talked about. Um, Did you talk about us behind our backs? Yeah, he said your laugh is infectious. Who, mine? Yeah, yours. Oh, did he say nice things about me? I'll have to listen. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, good. Uh, and then we talked about the walk. We talked about the Walking Dead for a while, and it, you guys know I have strong feelings on the show. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I said Walking Dead. I meant the Walking. The Walking. <laughs> the Walking. <laughs> I actually um, really liked the end of this. I didn't like the second half of this series greatly just because they were split up and it felt like there was a lot of filler but i liked the end well see game of thrones premiered here last sunday night and in one episode one one hour episode i think they accomplished everything they did in the last half of the season of the walking dead yeah to much better effect yeah it just it felt like a filler if i mean like i I suppose on one level one thing I liked about the end of it, and I, you know, no spoilers, was that it was a it was a series finale without a major death, and mm-hmm. that and I and I think that that's actually something that is missing from the comic that you know that a mate you can have kind of events or moments or things without you know killing some someone off in a gruesome way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was a kind of a hopeful, I mean, it was kind of a scary end, but also a hopeful end, you know, to, to a series as opposed to just like, you know, 
nihilistic, depressing, someone else you care about has died. Mm-hmm. So, like, I liked that aspect of it, but I felt, and I think there were moments in the second half of the series that were awesome. Like, you know, the Carol episode was just a brilliant hour of television. Yeah. Um, and, but it just didn't go, a lot of it, it could have, yeah, a lot of it felt unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like they didn't, uh, uh, they didn't have a plan or it wasn't a good plan. <laughs> well, I, how I described it on, on the other podcast was um, it was like they had sticky notes and they said, we want to see this scene yeah. and then just put all these sticky notes on a wall and said, okay, how do we get these all connected? Yeah. You know, oh, we want to see Carl eating pudding on top of a roof. Okay. Well, how do we get there? And, and oh, I no. Was, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was just not – there were – I found myself because I watched like the, I watched all of it in the last two weeks because um, I just haven't had time, and I found myself fast forwarding a little bit, just like, you know, there were just some bits like that just did not do it for me, and I was like, okay, yeah. I just want to get through this and see what's going to happen, and that's never a good sign. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people saying that that they're checking their phones and stuff more and Twitter and yeah, while watching. Are, so. You guys are harsh. Did you think it was good? Oh, I enjoyed it. And, yeah, and I, I actually um, started to get very bored of the whole governor. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Thing and uh, I mean, I didn't like them split up. Um, no, that's the thing. Like, you know. Okay. Well, let, I'll tell you what. Let, let, let's move on, and we'll we'll do a Walking Dead podcast. Okay, <laughs> we'll do we'll do our own. Yeah, Walking Dead season four. Um, recap another time. <laughs> Crazy talk. I know. Yeah. Because otherwise we're going to be doing this, and then we won't have any room for articulated news. Ooh, well, that would be terrible. Yeah, because okay. I think our news will be more exciting. <laughs> Luke Skywalker handles his saber well, Ben Kenobi. You should know, Yoda. Yes, I've been the Jedi Master for 800 years. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately. Beep, 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 beep. It's okay, R2-D2. I've got my laser pistol. Hold it, Luke. They're afraid of your snake, Yoda. You have nothing to fear. The Force is all around us. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately from Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection from Kenner. Well, before we get to our main features, we always start off with some news and articulated news is where we talk about the latest events, announcements, and just goings on in the toys and collectible world. Hey, we're not going to have them all. You know, we, we're not that kind of, we don't have three hours to read the news to you guys, but these are the things we spent that three it. hours mucking around before we started doing this. That's why. Anyway, <laughs> they don't Shh. know. No, sorry. Um, but these are just stories that relate to things, you know, that may have caught our eye this week. Scott, yes. what caught your eye this week? Why are we whispering? Because the zombies are out there. Oh, okay. All right. So last week, we talked about the uh, preview of the Superman six scale figure from Sideshow. And now we have the, it's up for order. And so we have some more detail about what is included. It has a very groovy uh, base, which seems to um, hark, r- reference the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, it has a, um, he can be posed as a, a flying Superman with um, unfortunate stands coming out of his crotch or <laughs> um, a standing um, Superman with an unfortunate stand thing coming out of his crotch. Um, he really should see a doctor about that. Anyway, uh, and he comes with 
uh, three different expressions. Um, so I don't know if these are panels or heads. I'm not sure. Are they three heads or three? Maybe just. Uh, yeah. I think they're separate heads. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we have determined, heroic, which also could be entitled as I had a little bit too much Mexican. I think. Yeah, the passing gas. <laughs> yeah, it really looks a bit like. <laughs> and then there's the heat vision, which is like, whoa, I really had too much Mexican. Um, they're, I mean, they're very good looking. I could, we could do without the heroic one, though. I don't actually think that's a winner. Mm. Um, determined. I'm not a big fan of the heat vision one. Well, it's the same issue as the premium format thing is that. It, you know, it's it's a really hard thing to do in a static thing because it just more kind of looks like I've got Twizzlers in my eyes. Mm. <laughs> um, it's so. it's been done about as well as it could be done. I yeah, think. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm good on them for trying. Like, you know, the Harley um, Quinn's got different face panels and that sort of thing, and they're quite effective. And I'm sure these will be too. Then it's got interchangeable hands um, and. Uh, why does one of the interchangeable hands, why is it a Fonzie thumb? Yeah, I don't know. It's got, there's thumbs up, and then there's also, like, the peace symbol. Um, it's really quite, like, you know, there's the karate chop looking open palm, you know, as he's taking off, perhaps. Or, but then there's one where he's just, like, going, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm, I'm just trying to like, work out where you'd use that, like, you know, uh, going my way. Hitchhiking Superman. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right. Got it. Mm. Um, but then, I, sorry, I'm, I'm sounding snarky about this and I actually think it's great. Like, I mean, it does look uh, good. That's, yeah. that's so he can use his thumb to log in on a computer that has one of those little new thumb pads. Ah. Mm. And then that's the, what they uh, have at the Fortress Solitude. Maybe, yeah, the executive bathroom. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. The, the exclusive, this is the first of these, uh, six scale ones that I've actually cared about the exclusive um, is a detached metallo head and it looks freaking awesome. Yeah. That's clever. Yeah. Like I want that. Um, you know, I could, the, the, I can't even remember what the Harley one was. The, um, the Joker one was an extra like fish guns, whatever I was, well, I can live without that. But, um, the metallo thing, that's really cool. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Besides the heroic face, which I don't think is a winner. <laughs> and uh, that is now up for order at good e-tailers near you. Over to some Marvel news. The Disney store has an exclusive uh, Captain America figure coming out in May, June for everyone that has a Disney store close to them, which is not me. Uh, and it says it's a Winter Soldier uh, figure, but it's a more of a comic looking uh unmasked captain america really because it's blonde um hair not brown it doesn't look like a chris evans head doesn't sculpt. Look at all. No. no no and in the movie he actually sports he's still got a bit of a dated haircut okay and it you know this looks very sort of modern and modern you know, yeah, looks old. it yeah so if you want a good old uh steve rogers super soldier uh marvel select figure then this should work just fine um, and uh, looks good, and it's got a battle-damaged shield, and it has a masked head as well as the unmasked head, but exclusive to the Disney Store, so that'll be either eBay for me or nothing. And then Zika is doing the $6 million man figures. These are three and three-quarter scale, and part of Wave 2 is going to be Oscar Goldman. 
And he is a perfect likeness for Phil Coulson in three and three quarter. <laughs> you, you paint that outfit black yeah. <laughs> and, and you've got your Phil Coulson figure. He's even got a briefcase. For Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He's even got when a briefcase. When they do a new movie, he could uh, yeah, that's right. branch out. I'm presuming oh. he doesn't come back for Avengers 2. Hmm. I don't know what the rest of Wave 2 is going to be. I don't know if it's been announced yet, but this is a, a prototype reveal. So good to see that they've obviously done well enough with the first Wave to um, do another one. And then in a Kickstarter update, Legendary Monsters, which we uh, covered on the show when it was launched and we interviewed Richard, the chap behind that, it's had a, a few problems with production, uh, but the final figures are now uh, in production. So there are single figures being sent out, even for people who uh, ordered the whole set just because of the delay. So the Missouri Monster, which is the second of the figures to be released, is now out. And uh, But really encouraging to um, read in his latest update that the final two figures are actually starting production um, and uh, w- with the new fabricator, because he had to change from the original people that that made the first two because he wasn't happy with them um so good to know that the two which are the ones that i ordered and eli ordered and we're still waiting for are now uh in production and also um great to hear some feedback from people who've received uh the first two figures commenting on how happy they are with them so good job richard and best of luck to uh get this all finished nice and that is my news well ben what kind of cutting news do you have to bring to us this week? Cutting. That's cutting an outstanding news. segue into my first piece of news, and that is Hollywood Collectibles. We've heard of a few bits and pieces from them um, over the last 12 months or so. Uh, they are obviously focusing on movie-related stuff, and uh, this time they solicited a one-quarter scale Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, this is one big-ass statue. I mean, Leatherface, kind of handsome, the actor, you know, is a, is a rather big chap. So this guy stands 20 inches tall, and uh, if you're still a bit lost, Leatherface is, of course, the chainsaw-wielding maniac from um, Toby Hooper's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, um, oh, you know, it's uh, in the spirit of the, the character in the film. I don't see uh, anything wrong. It's a nice-looking sculpt and comes with a, a severed arm on the base, which, <laughs> um, which, you know, if you've actually seen the original film, it's probably a little bit contradictory, but... Um, Anyway, it's a nice-looking piece. I was actually a little bit surprised that they didn't take the opportunity to offer this with um, a variant. I thought there might be a blood-splattered variant because if you know ever there was a blood-splattered variant needed, it would be for something like this. Yeah, it um, just kind of makes sense. I, if you're going to cut an arm off, there's going to be blood. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of blood on the chainsaw and stuff like that. So, um, look, it's an officially licensed piece. It's only fi- an edition size of 500, so that's a pretty darn good um, limited edition. Uh, it'll set you back $330, but you can actually uh, do a payment plan if you want to, which uh, for Scott and myself and, uh, you know, our good friends at Sideshow, that comes in very, very handy. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to come out in the second quarter of 2014. So we're already in the second quarter of 2014. So uh, it's not out by now. Then it must be out sometime in May or June. That's a very large, scary thing to have in your house. (laughs) Do you know what what chainsaws always remind me of when I see them like that? They remind me of the um, 
Cape Fear episode of The Simpsons, <laughs> where they're on the houseboat and Homer comes. Hey, Bart, check out my new chainsaw and hockey mask. <laughs> yeah, that scene exactly. <laughs> Every single time. Uh, and you know, if you've never seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, it is a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It is a brilliant film. I'm too little for know. things Scott's, like that. Scott's too young for that. So. Well, you know, people say that, but there's actually more blood in an episode of The Walking Dead. It really, um, the film doesn't actually feature a lot of gore in terms of, of blood and guts type thing. The, the movie is more... Um, okay. It's more, you know, it, it, it'd almost be a, a horror thriller kind of thing. It's, um, it, it's more known for being just this claustrophobic... Um, just sort of unrelenting, you know, type of film, and and because it's done in a way that it almost looks like a, um, you know, as if it was filmed with a handy cam sort of thing. So, so it's more suspense than. Oh yeah, well, you know, when it gets going, it's pretty pretty nasty, but yeah, it's it's a brilliant film. Brilliant film. Anyway. Yeah. So make sure to watch that before bed tonight. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll do. No worries. That's right. Me and, me and Benson the puppy. Yeah. <laughs> um, in my next piece of news, this is a, a pleasant little one, and I'm uh, quite interested to see where it goes, but um, Fresh Monkey Fiction announces the Amazing Heroes, uh, Amazing Heroes Series 1. Now, this is uh, something that's currently on Kickstarter, or coming soon to Kickstarter. This is a, a new range of four and a half inch, it looks to be uh, five points of articulation figures. So they've got a bit of a, um, bit of a retro vibe to them. Um, so far, it looks like there's six figures in series one and we've had four revealed so far and they are the Black Terror, Captain Action, the Golden Age Daredevil, so the uh, split red and blue dude, and Stardust the Super Wizard who seems to be getting quite a, a bit of a resurgence considering the number of appearances he actually made. Um, there are two more figures in Series 1 who are currently in silhouette, but um, given that one of them says Hero of the Red Planet, I think you're uh, pretty safe to say that that is um, going to be a certain John Carter warlord of Mars, and the, the last one is an enhanced superhero, so I don't know, that could be pretty much anyone. So hard to say. Male enhancement, but... So anyway, four four and a half inch retro style action figures. So we covered this when there was just the Black Terror announced. Yeah, and we suspected that and Stardust Captain, was the other one. And oh, was Stardust already announced? No, we no we suspected Stardust. and Captain Action, um, yeah. but Golden Age Daredevil we hadn't guessed. But the the Kickstarter exclusive element of it is new. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so you'll find out um, the specifics about the Kickstarter campaign early this summer, which, of course, is a typical American thing. So uh, for people like us, that's the typical start of winter. Hey, hey, Ben, I, I wanted to you to drop your comic knowledge on us. Uh, could you explain how the Daredevil differs from the Daredevil the rest of us may know? Oh, look, I think, you know, like a lot of characters, like the Vision, Kazar, the Angel... Um, they were just characters that were around in the golden age and when Marvel got, you know, underway with, um, Stan at the helm, they just, you know, basically reinvented a lot of characters by reusing the names. There's, there's no real tie-in. It's like the golden age vision doesn't really tie-in with the, um, the vision we know and love from the Avengers. Um, same goes for the angel. Same goes with Kazar. They, uh, just reused the names and went with a whole new feel, basically. Yeah, and this daredevil has a hyphen between the deer and the devil. Yeah, that's oh, that's up. the difference. That's Just the difference. Keep that. Keep that Duh. Yeah. 
That's it. So much for your comic knowledge, Ben. Yeah, sorry. No, I just, I was pointing that out for listeners that can't read it. Okay. I actually think the Black Terror has a fantastic costume. Oh, I think um, given that so many of the Golden Age costumes were very, very generic, um, I think that's a great-looking use of colour, etc. Anyway, but I digress. I like the Captain Action. I like the Captain Action. He's cool. Yeah. All right, in my next piece of news, uh, NECA have given a bit of an update on their Predator series, Series 12, so I think that's fantastic that we're still chugging along with those. Um, we had already heard the lineup for uh, Series 12, but they have actually gone and identified some changes. Uh, originally, they had announced that the Bad Blood Predator would be part of Series 12, but they have actually changed that. Um, the, the Bad Blood Predator was going to come with a whole bunch of extra stuff, um, skulls hanging off the belt and all that sort of thing. And they have made the decision to take that figure out of the lineup and make it a, uh, a standalone figure who is, uh, I think they're referring to it as a deluxe standalone figure. Um, so yeah, that, that's, I don't know. I mean, you know, for someone like me, it doesn't really worry me one way or another because I'll, I'll end up picking him up. Um, but, uh, they're going to put in a new predator called a Viper predator. So there you go. If you is that something from the movie or something they've made up? No, they're in a it's sort from of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bad Blood one I think comes from a particular comic storyline, but the Viper one I think is one they've um, just made up sort of to take its place. So, um, and uh, I think if you're into the Predators um, series, start having a bit of a look around on your favourite e-tailers because they've um, solicited the Blade Fighter vehicle which is an update to the original Kenner Blade Fighter so this is actually a predator vehicle for the modern figures and my understanding is it's about two feet long um so it's um yeah once you assemble it and I think it's going to retail for about a hundred bucks so it's not too bad for that big a vehicle I I actually tweeted it um at the good folks over at NECA, which should have been probably Randy answering the the Twitter the other day because he was answering questions and I had asked him um, if they ever considered uh, Blade Runner figures. And because um, I thought, you know, that'd be kind of a good fit for them. And uh, he had tweeted back and said that the, the likeness issues in the rights forum are actually the problem there. Um, uh, it would cost so much that it's it's cost prohibitive. And then yeah. some. I know. Disappointing, isn't it? No, no. Yeah. You know, you just think that if someone came to you and said, you know, we really enjoyed your performance in movie X and we'd like to make an action figure of that particular character, um, you know, how about like we just give you a hundred bucks and one of the figures when it comes out and you go, oh, okay. Yeah. I know. I just, I, I don't understand when you, when you hear things about, um, people who who hold off um and and insist on more money and things like that uh i mean you know to to do a quick digression there was a um there was a a great show in the late 80s called werewolf and it only ran one season and uh, i remember it and a couple of my mates remember it but nobody else seems to remember it (laughs) and they're actually getting ready to release it on dvd and a lot of the background music was actually done by um one particular band and they went to the band and said we're releasing this on dvd um normally you know we pay people like this x amount of money and they said no we want more now this band is is no longer together they've all gone their separate ways but they insisted on more money it's like but 
but we could not put it out and you'll get nothing, or we could put it out and you could have something. Huh. And uh, or, they, or we're going to put it out and change all the music and you're not going to get anything. Exactly. Well, it turns out that was cost prohibitive, so um, they couldn't come to an agreement and it was never released on DVD. Huh. So there you go. Anyway, there's that your... Uh, some you people know. are jerks. That's, uh, yeah, that's the bottom line. Like, it's I not just greed. I just think some people are jerks. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, moving on. Um, Sideshow seem absolutely 100% determined to send me into bankruptcy uh, uh, um, uh. by continually soliciting more and more awesome premium format statues. Um, we talked about Thor, uh, I think it was the week before last. Um, they've had a good run, uh, Catwoman, of course, and uh, we've seen a sneak peek this week of the Jean Grey premium format statue. So uh, another in the X-Men line, and she is in her Jim Lee costume, so that sort of famous orange and blue costume. Um, we'll probably see by next week's episode, we'll have seen a bit more of this statue. Um, the sneak does show that we, uh, a swap-out head. One's got her hair tied back in a ponytail, and the other one sort of has the hair all kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, you know, loose and swept around Flowing. or whatever. Yeah, and it could just be me and it could just be the promo photos, but one thing I noticed between the two heads is that um, they both are pupilless, so they're just white as if she's sort of, using, you know, powered up and using her power, which is a bit odd. I thought, you know, one of them would just have normal eyes and the other would have, you know, much the way they did with the Storm premium format. But mm. anyway, a bit early to be complaining. We shall wait and see and, uh, yeah, see what this looks like. But so far, looks pretty good. Yeah. Well... We'll just keep rolling along with the Sideshow news and uh, talk about something they announced this week, which is a Optimus Prime from Dark of the Moon. And this this bad boy is big. <laughs> he is really big. Um, Twenty-seven and a half inches high Ooh. and uh, 21 wide, almost 22 wide. And he's massive. So, yeah. Um, he is a massive movie version of, uh, Optimus. And, and, you know, I, I know there's people that don't like the, the Bay films, but, um, out of all of them, I think Optimus is probably the one that's most recognizable from the films. Yeah, he is, but I just, I, I've never quite understood the need to just get him looking more and more complicated. Like he just, there's so many parts to him and I think they could have just toned it down a little bit. Like he... You know, if he wasn't red and blue, I actually think you'd struggle to work out who he was. Yeah. I, it's the engineer in me likes that, though. I like all the parts and kibble and stuff. But, um, <laughs> so do I. I, I can, and, and if it wasn't based on a property that, you know, is, is just so well known, I wouldn't have a problem. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that I will not be buying this bad boy because <laughs> he is um, $2,300. So, I'll have five. Yeah, he will. He will set you back a little bit, but uh, oh yeah, but you can flex yeah. pay him for like two hundred and fifty a month, right? So I mean, that's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> is the, the the cost in this must be the sheer complexity of it? I'm guessing. And the base, there's something with the base. I think he comes with two heads. And what's strange is one of the heads looks like it might come with a base as well. Yeah. I mean, so, look, he, and, he's, he's not that much bigger than the Leatherface statue we just talked about, but he's, you know, umpty ump times the price. That so. is amazing. I mean, but it's, it, it might be just what he's made of as well. There's obviously a lot of metallic, you know, stuff there. I wonder how heavy it is. 
Mm, I hope he washes dishes. God damn straight. Yeah, and he um he does have lights on him, I believe too. Yeah, mm. lights. So hmm. that always costs a little more. But I saw that and I was like, ooh, Optimus Prime. Ooh, look at the price of that thing. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, if you if you were a Transformers fan and really wanted a nice centerpiece for your collection, um, that wouldn't be a bad way to go. Hmm. You know, put something like that in the middle of it. I don't but, see him selling out. No, we will um, move on to something probably that's expensive that I probably won't have as well, but but very cool, and that is Metal Beard's Sea Cow from the Lego Movie, which uh, Metal Beard's the pirate, and uh, you know. I don't. I don't want to give too much away. I haven't seen the movie, but I I know I what say, the boats more, are about. More importantly, have you actually seen the movie yet? No, but um, do you, do you not have any sick it. days for work? <sighs> yes, but I have a wife, so <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it either. It's out here now, but again, uh, waiting for children to come back from holidays. <laughs> We're going straight to the movies. <laughs> and and going to be there for three days. Yeah. Huh? Well, it looks like this thing comes with a ton of accessories. And, and the reason it kind of caught my eye is it comes with one of my favorite things from the trailer, and that is uh, Emmett's double-decker couch idea. So um, <laughs> you, you get the double-decker couch in Lego form. And um, it also comes with uh, Benny, a figure of Benny. comes with uh, a couple other figures as well, the Vitruvius and Emmett and Wildstyle and a green Unikitty which I'm not sure if that's a different one or not. But uh, Benny, if you didn't know, is the 1980-something space guy. The blue so, one. The blue one. Yeah. 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 Uh, the thing about this set is it just screams fun. Like There just seems to be so much to it. There's so many bits. And I don't just mean yeah, bits yeah. in number of pieces. I just mean things that move and turn and do stuff. Like if, you know, for us adult collectors, yeah, look, it's a great set and it'd be fun to have. But as a kid, this thing would just be fantastic. Yeah, I would have been all all over that. So, um, and speaking of fun, if maybe I don't know, uh, Lego also showed off some of their teenage teenage mutant ninja turtle. I'm sorry, ninja turtle sets. <laughs> <laughs> um, from I believe these are the film ones. Hmm. Uh, they're okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know. There's like a truck truck chase and. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, as the resident major turtles fan, what, what did you think of him, Ben? Uh, yeah, I'm neither here nor there. I, I'm not thrilled with the promo shots we've seen of the Ninja Turtles. In fact, I was quite amused by that meme that was going around where someone had photoshopped, uh, Michael Bay's turtles and removed the noses and made them look a bit more like classic turtles. And I thought it was a huge improvement. Yeah. Um, I think, that Lego are probably regretting these licenses because I don't know about the US, but the Ninja Turtles Lego that's based on the uh, the TV show is constantly on um, price reduction yeah. in Australia. Every, every time I oh, go to Toys wow. R Us and places, they're you know they're thirty forty percent off. Um, there was even uh, I think it was Target where it was buy two sets and get one free. Like they just can't move the stuff. So oh, wow. if I don't think that's quite as bad here. Yeah, yes. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's quite as bad here. So I, I don't know. I mean, if there's retailers that have just got piles and piles of the other stuff, I can't see them being you know particularly thrilled about a whole stack of new turtles. Yeah, yeah. I'm not um, excited for this movie at all. I will say the the, the turtle layer invasion set looks kind of cool. Almost looks a little like the classic playset. 
It is, but it's kind of stuff that's already been done in, you know, in the the TV-based stuff. Like, you know, you, I don't know. I, I just don't see anything here that screams, you know, must have if you've been buying the other uh, Turtles Lego. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, if the movie's a hit, then, you know, it generates interest and uh, that might give them extra sales. Yeah. Well, so many people are talking positive about it. I don't understand why it wouldn't be a hit. Well, I suppose, you know, it is Michael Bay, so it'll come with, um, you know, overwhelming publicity. So, I, I only hope that it's a fun movie because if it's a fun movie, kids will like it. And if kids like it, you know, that'll cause them to be interested in turtles in general, which will only help in the long run. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, it you was know, okay. You know at the end of the trailer where April's standing on the rooftop and Leo's already standing there and she's looking at that Mikey and she's terrified and Mikey goes, you know, you don't have to be afraid, it's just a mask, and he takes his mask off and goes, see, and then she passes out. You know, that's the kind of scene that should have you cracking up, but instead you're kind of just looking and going, why does he look so funny? He yeah. just looks weird, and you're kind of missing the humor because you're going. He looks weird. Yeah, I, you know, I, my only hope, like I said, is that that younger kids will see this and it'll it'll foster a long term interest in in the property. Mm. Well, it'll have to be good because the you know the cartoon is outstanding. <laughs> I heard someone say it was the best show on television. It is, bar none, <laughs> bar none, unless you realize. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to I'm going to end up my news with uh something a little different because we're just that kind of show. And that is Disney Infinity kind of teased um earlier this week on the Marvel uh, website that Infinity the, the video game Infinity is getting Marvel heroes and uh they have a little teaser trailer that shows all of the Infinity heroes and then at the end Captain America shield comes flying through. So uh if you're a Disney Infinity fan, uh I expect you'll be getting some heroes pretty soon. Yeah, I'm trying to understand what makes this interesting. Well, see, I really think that probably in 10 years, this will be the action figures that kids will have. Mm. They're not going to play with the traditional, and it might not even be that long, but I I expect you're going to see more and more of this, where they're going to be, you know, little statues, essentially, that you put into a video game. Mm. Mm. And, to you know, to play with. Yes, but... I know. I know it doesn't, you know, make people like you guys and me very happy, but um, I mean, if you look at what Sky, because I think my local Walmart has Skylanders in three different spots, and they have Disney Infinity in two different spots, <laughs> and and they have as much of that stuff out as they used to have of, you know, um, well, as almost as all as their regular action figure section, mm-hmm. you know, for just one of those properties. So, yeah. um, I think you're you're gonna see you know, action figures go in that way. So this might be a taste of what's to come. Yeah, that's wrong. Hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for them to, uh, to do one of these games, you know, cause they've got Disney infinity and they've got Skylanders and, and they're both kind of cartoony properties. I'm waiting for somebody to do one of these for people say of an older generation, you know, something a little more serious. Yep. Yep. Uh, mm. where, you know, you get, like something like a GI Joe, you know, where you'd have, uh, you know, these combat troopers and you can swap them in and out of the base and get different troopers to use in your missions. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I'm sure it's coming and I'm sure <laughs> we'll see it before long. Well, the, the Disney Infinity, um, figures are great. Like I'm jealous of them whenever I look at them. I think they're mm. really, they're really well done. 
Yeah, and I suppose if it, if it does transform to merchandise as well. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I know um, the the folks over on the Disney Indiana podcast, they've been reviewing some of these sets, and they sound like a, a, a lot of fun. Um, I just don't, you know, I don't have the time to sit there and, and, and do that and collect figures that way. I mean, I guess I would because, you know, you could actually find these. But <laughs> <laughs> Zing. But, uh, you know, like I said, I, I think we could see regular action figure lines going away in favor of something like this. Mm, mm. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> prediction. Send your hate mail to engineer nerd. <laughs> but, well, do you, any, any of you guys have, uh, have the Disney infinity game? You, no, you guys no. don't have that. <clears throat> no, yeah, I don't have it either. No. <laughs> is it, is it, um, multi, like, is it on different platforms? I believe it's on two. Okay. I want to say it's for Wii or Wii U and um, PlayStation, maybe. Hmm. But I'm not sure. Hmm. I think there's two versions of it. There might be three. Because what you really need, I think what it is, is the base is what's different. And then all the heroes are actually the same. Like, you you don't have to have, like, system-specific figures. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But... Hmm. I'm stuck at 96% on uh, Star Wars Lego right now, so until I finish that, I'm not doing anything else anyway. <laughs> well, after that, exciting bits of news and announcements and stuff, I think we should come back and play everybody's favorite podcast game. What do you guys think? Damn straight. Okay. Let's do it. Now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game. Well, almost everybody's favorite. Um, I'll explain in a minute. And, uh, you know, some of you guys know me as Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com. And I come on and play action figure sounds. So um, we got some little bit of housekeeping to do. And that is um, I need to make an apology to uh, Polar Boy from the forum because uh, apparently he like Ben spent a bunch of time trying to figure out what the April Fool's uh, picture name that was. So uh, I'm boo, sorry. Boo, yes. I, I know. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, you that was, don't that tell was... that to my employer. You, you, owe them, <laughs> you owe them a day and a half. And <laughs> <laughs> internet charges, right? That's right. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, but it was funny. <laughs> it was. It was funny to me. So Yeah, yeah, I get the check. Anyway, we will put last week's sound in right here. Like you've never seen it before. Actual toys don't shoot light rays. Batteries not included. The new laser command. Meet the... And if you will recall back to last week, what, what did you guess it was last week, Ben? Mask. On air. You did guess it was mask, and <laughs> I said, no, it's not mask. And uh, you know what? I just outright lied because it was mask. <sighs> Outrage. And, uh, I'm going to hurl a cactus. I, I, <laughs> I thought it was really funny, but, uh, you know, maybe some people. Actually, uh, I was hoping Tom would find it funny. But um, <laughs> our good friend Eddie3429 uh, saw through this subterfuge and uh, <laughs> called me out on it. And uh, he actually got it right. And uh, 
Kalzor came in and actually said that it was Masked Laser Command, which is actually the exact thing that it was. So, nice. uh, so they not only got it right, they actually, you know, got it completely right. So, uh, good job, boys. You each got forum points for that. And, points uh, all around. Yeah. And they'll be able to use those to buy, um, buy, uh, yo-yos, AFB yo-yos at the, the company store. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's not enough yo yos in the world. Yo yos? Yeah, yo yos. <laughs> Have you not seen the yo yos? No. I didn't approve the yo yos either. Hello. Uh, We're down there in the store. It must have been Adam. I, we need, we need to raise some cash to uh, pay to pay the locksmith to replace the uh, the lock on the copy room door. I'm I think thinking, we should switch um, to thumbprints. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's a knockoff, you know, unlicensed knockoff AFV merchandise. <laughs> I would explain your face on one side. Whoa. Yeah, I definitely have not uh, given likeness rights. And on the package it says, walk the dog, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Go around the world with Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, we better play a new sound and we shall play that right here. You do that. I'm just going to go talk to Stacy about this uh, mess. Now you can get a free... Ring. It changes. Just like in the movie. Send in two proofs of purchase from any toys for your free hologram ring. You know, I, I never like to play these things just once because once is never quite enough. Never and enough. The counting, the counting of the plane shall never be be one. It should always be two. So we all should count, shall count to two and play it again. Now you can get a free agent's ring. It changes. Just like in the movie. Send in two proofs of purchase from any toys for your free hologram ring. Well, if you guys want to be like Eddie and Calzor, um, come on over to the AFB forum and uh, make a guess. That's AFBforum.com, the friendliest toy collecting forum on the Internet. We're worldwide. We've got people from all countries, all creeds, and um, I think some of them are actually aliens and not really people at all. But, um, you know, we don't discriminate. So, no way. So so come over and you can make a guess and then you can get a discount on um, unlicensed yo-yos. <laughs> and then if you're you're not happy enough with that, you can come over to uh, tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays and uh, we'll play the picture version. Okay. Okay. And after that, we will be right back and we will be talking about the toy of the week. <laughs> like you've never seen it before. Actual toys don't shoot light rays. Batteries not included. The new Mask Laser Command. Meet the explosive Venom Rat Fang. I know you're out here somewhere, Tracker. Meet the laser-firing Mask Hornet. You call mayhem? I'll make toothpicks out of that crate. Right. Yes, gotcha. Pow! Bam! You're done for. The new laser power of Mask Laser Command. Well, now it's time for one of our regular feature segments toy of the week and in each episode we each take turns we'll look at a toy or collectible and we'll look at it in detail and magnification and really get in and dig in and and give you a gritty review that we became known for and these might be you know new releases or just plain bizarre items so scott has toy of the week so please explain your bizarreness this week scott my bizarreness I, this, there's a limit of 12 to 15 minutes on this segment. I really don't think I can do my own personal bizarreness in that time. <laughs> uh, however, 
I can do the uh, not so bizarreness, the 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 awesomeness that is the sideshow collectibles Darth Vader Deluxe one six scale action figure. Now, some people might say, "Oh, I'll just wait until Hot Toys makes a Darth Vader." <laughs> and uh, once upon mm. a time, I might have thought that too, uh, but um, I- I'm not exactly the most patient fellow. And, uh, I've kind of given up on the idea of Hot Choice Star Wars. Um, so when, uh, I found out that Sideshow was doing a second version of Darth Vader because they have done a six scale Darth previously and, uh, saw all the groovy things that are coming with it, I thought, what the heck, I'll give it a go. And, uh, very glad I did. So this is a, uh, 2013 release, I think. I think it might have come out at the end of last year. Um, but I didn't get it until this year because it was sitting in a big bad toy of loot for, toy of loot, pile of loot of toys for a while. Um, and Sideshow, as I said before, has done a 1-6 scale Darth Vader previously in the Scum and Villainy line. This is the deluxe version, and it is a brand new version. It's not recycled. Um, that has a, a number of extra pieces and uh, has a, a diorama element to it. Uh, and good thing, because it is not cheap, um, it retailed for around 250 US and uh, is steadily increasing on the secondary market. Although you, you might still find it around in some shops at the release price if you look now. The packaging is very collector-friendly. It's very Hot Toys in its um, structure. It's a very big box because it has got two different layers of trays to it. So there is a tray with the figure and uh, the um, heads, which I'll talk about in a moment. And then there is another uh, tray underneath it with all of the bases and extra hands, etc. Um, so it's, it's quite a big box, but it's very collector friendly. No twist ties, no, um, any icky things that you have to take off and throw away. Um, so if you wanted to take it out, look at it and pack it all up again, it would be pretty much just like new. Um, this is a, uh, 14 inch tall figure. So Darth Vader obviously is meant to be a, a taller character. Um, his height is part of his, what makes him so imposing. And, uh, so this is not just done on the you know, kind of standard, uh, 12 inch, um, you know, body that you, that you would normally expect from the one six scale figures. Uh, he's 14 inches tall and the body is a new and bigger body for, uh, this type of character and it is very effective. Um, one thing that I really like about this, sometimes with the Darth Vader stuff, uh, the head doesn't always look in scale with the, the body because, <laughs> you know, it, it can get, go a bit over the top on the helmet, etc. But, uh, this is all very kind of nicely proportioned and nicely in scale. Um, there are a number of different elements to, uh, the way that the figure is constructed. You've got your kind of plastics in play, but then also some, um, lovely different fabrics and, uh, leather or fake leather, uh, that come together really nicely to uh, make a, a lovely, um, outfit. The 
in terms of what he comes with, there are, oh my gosh, where to begin? <laughs> there, there's 10 hands all up, um, three left hands and seven right hands, which is interesting. Um, he's right-handed, so he comes with extra hands to hold lightsabers, etc. in the right hand. Um, the side, so, Sideshow exclusive version of this, which I do not have, came with an extra right hand, which is the um, hand chopped off uh, exposed circuits hand. That was the exclusive. Um, but the regular one, you still, you're not really getting short change. You've got 10 hands, which is really more than enough. Um, and one thing that uh, is very pleasing about these hands is that they all have their own pegs. So, uh, if you, it makes swapping hands really easy. That's one thing that, um, I find annoying about the Hot Toy stuff is that usually there's just the one set of, uh, pegs. And so swapping hands means not just popping hands on and off. It means fiddling around with the pegs, which is a real pain. So that, that was a, a very pleasant surprise. Um, in addition, there are, he's got his standard helmeted head. He has an unmasked Anakin head. So this is a Return of the Jedi um, Darth Vader, you would assume. Oh, the, good. So it's not Hayden Christensen? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, the, and it's really nicely done. It's a beautifully painted um, extra head. I mean, not my cup of tea, certainly not going to be on display in, ter- in terms of what I got the figure for, but a nice touch. Um, and then he comes with another... Um, helmet and uh head with the helmet detached but that's actually not for uh displaying on the figure it's actually used on the smaller base which is a light up base uh that's meant to reflect the meditation chamber um so um which I'll come to, when I come to the instructions in assembly, I'll talk about kind of one of my criticisms of this because it took me a while to work that out. Uh, so if you do buy this, don't try and take that extra helmet or, um, uh, head and put it around the unmasked Anakin figure because you'll probably wreck it. Um, it's not there for that. The, and then he comes with the bases. There, oh, sorry, he comes with lightsaber. So he's got the lit saber and the unlit saber. And then he has a base with a figure stand that is, uh, has a beautiful light up feature. And then the meditation chamber base, which has got a light up feature as well. And the figure itself has light up features, his chest panel and his belt light up. Um, and all of that makes me want a lit up lightsaber as well i kind of you mean light up electronic yes as opposed to the lit when when you say lit saber you mean it's got the little the the colored bar there but you know with all these other lights that are happening it kind of feels like they could have made the lightsaber light up as well and that would have been Mm. really groovy um so a bit of a missed opportunity there i think but i'm sure you know would have increased the the cost more um Could, could we go back to the head thing for a minute? Sure. So the one on the little base doesn't fit over the portrait? The, there's different parts to it. Okay. So there are two, there's two bits to the, the one on the little base. There is the head and then there is the helmet. The helmet, um, though is not actually intended to go 
on the unmasked head. It is there for display on the meditation chamber. Um, so it, it can fit around it. Um, but I think that if you, I mean, the, the other bit obviously can't, um, but the, the helmet can kind of fit around it, but I think you could really risk damaging the paint on the unmasked head if you tried to do it. So the unmasked head has the bottom portion attached to it? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So the, un, the unmasked head has got the kind of bottom apparatus attached to it. Um, so that, you know, it looks like the, the mask is broken off, but the, the top bit of the helmet is way, you could kind of set it on there, but it's too snug. And I really think you could wreck the paint on the, um, the unmasked head if you tried to do it. Okay. I was just, I was confused. No, well, I'm with you because this is, I'll, I'll leave my criticism. It comes to my kind of criticism of this is the, just the instructions about how all this is supposed to work. Um, in terms of the outfit, the, the construction of it is really beautiful. There are, like I said before, you've got a number of different, um, kind of media you know, happening, different textures, which is great. The cape is beautiful, flexible, flowing, which is really lovely. Um, the bodysuit, uh, is really good looking, uh, in that it's got kind of that ribbed, Sort of, you know, strap, I guess, meant to be sort of, oh, shut up. Um, it's not for her pleasure. It's, um, just, you know, for the, the, it's what they call it in the fashion industry. But there is a little bit of an issue, and that is that the, his trousers kind of bunch up at the crotch. And, uh, it's, uh, the more dynamically that you try to pose him, the more pronounced the bunching is yeah so not a giant deal for me because i'm you know not a big poser um but the like it just i think probably construction wise it's a little bit of a an issue um the other thing that is uh, I, I being picky i think that the arms need a little bit of padding to them because the when you look at the different hands which are excellent the gloves flare out a fair bit um but the the arms have got no extra padding to them so it makes the arms look really skinny mm. so either the gloves need to be less flared or the arms need to be a little bit more puffy i guess mm. um but speaking of the hands I, I one thing that i like about these extra hands is that a number of them seem to have a purpose. You know, one thing that sometimes with the kind of extra over-the-top hot toys hands, you kind of look at them and go, well, most of these could actually do the same thing if you bent them uh, in a different way. But this has got a number of specific hands. There's a He's kind of got a pointing um, hand. He's got hands to hold the lightsabers. He's got a force-choking hand. Um, so it feels like there's a little bit more purpose to the number of different um, hands that he has, which is cool. The only, besides the bunched, uh, pants and the unlit lightsaber, my only real complaint about this is that I actually, I think if, if a toy comes with a number of different parts and in order to work out what they're meant to be used for, you have to get on the internet and read other people's reviews. There's something missing, (laughs) 
in terms of the instructions. It comes with instructions on how to uh, replace the batteries, which Blind Freddy should be able to work out just from looking at the the bases, but it doesn't come with any assembly instructions or just kind of even, uh, you know, photos or depictions of how things are supposed to be used. So the whole meditation chamber base, I only worked out by looking at different reviews. So I first looked at it and thought, oh, this, these bits are meant to go around the unmasked head. And thankfully I read some reviews before I tried it to go, oh no, actually this is all meant to go on to the, the small light up base, which is very groovy. It's a great effect, but even, even without written instructions, just some more kind of photos on the packaging of how all this is meant to work would really not have gone astray. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that's a, it's kind of a, not a criticism of the toy at all, but it is a, you know, particularly for someone like me who, you know, accessories and posing options, etc., are not my strength. And, uh, I need some pictures and examples of what I'm actually <laughs> meant to do with this thing. Um, the only other small complaint is that the, the light up feature on his chest, um, is very dim so that the lights on the base, both bases, are really nice and bright, which is lovely. The blue lights on his belt are nice and bright, which is great. But then the red lights on his chest that, are, that do light up are very dim. You have to kind of turn off all the lights and stand in complete darkness to actually see that they are lit. <laughs> so I think, mm. yeah, and, uh, that, that could be better done. But it comes with batteries, which I highly approve of. If I'm paying this much money, I should get batteries as well. And it has little tabs in the batteries that you can remove to activate it. And all that works beautifully. So I'm going to give this a, uh, a an 8.5 out of 10. And the loss at dollies, the loss of um, dolly points are for the lack of... Uh, light up lightsaber the bunchy pants and the lack of instructions of how to put the whole thing together um but that's that's being picky um i'm really glad i've got this i don't you know feel any sense of oh i wish i'd waited for a hot toys version because it's beautiful it's imposing um because of the height and I'm now, I've got the, the sideshow Yoda, which I reviewed a while back. I've got the, the Hot Toys Best and Luke, and I'm going to have all three of them together on display, I've decided. Nice. Um, and I should, I, it would be very unfair of me to, um, take points off for this, but now I feel like I want Stormtroopers. <laughs> and that, that, my wallet takes off points. Um, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing. It's really, it's really nicely done, and I'm, I heartily approve. Bunchy pants and all. <laughs> the, the Star Wars fan in me has a question I have to ask. Please. How does the unlit lightsaber attach to his belt? There actually is. Now, this is bad um, radio because I'm going to talk. There is. I mean, I'm going to move things around. There is a little hook on his belt um, for it, and there is a little hook on the end of the unlit lightsaber so it can hang there. So they actually. Does it ha- does it hang with the handle side up or the handle side down? Uh, I don't know because I don't actually have it here. Oh. Um, because, well, I'm going to display it with the lit lightsaber, so I packed the unlit one away. Uh, mm. Well, because the, the pictures we're looking at, the, the handle side is up, 
and the actual little loop that's on on Vader's saber is on the 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 end that the blade comes out. So his saber actually hangs upside down on his belt. Uh oh, that may be. I I want to say, yeah, I don't know. And that may have changed between the the Star Wars and Jedi lightsabers, but I remember in Star Wars that his his actual in the first film his, his lightsaber hangs upside down <laughs> compared to the way you would think it would. <laughs> well, that's all I wrote. Okay, I'm happy. Well, I, it's a it's a cool figure. It is, and I'm, I, I'm a I, bit I'm a bit jealous. I cannot tell you how appreciative I am of these of all the hands having pegs. It is, I, I mean, I don't know if you know kind of what I'm talking about, if you've never had a Hot Toys figure, but the uh, the hand is attached to the wrist via a kind of double ball-jointed peg that where one peg goes into the wrist and one peg goes into the hand. And in most Hot Toys figures, you might have 10 or 15 sets of hands, but you only have one set of pegs. So in order to swap hands, you also have to remove the peg from both sides. Mm-hmm. And it's fiddly. It can be very hard depending on the structure construction of the hands. Um, and uh, it's annoying. And I've kind of thought, oh, there must be, you know, because Hot Toys is pretty generous with all the accessories. And so, you know, it must be cost prohibitive. But uh, Sideshow's managed to do it. Hmm. There you go. Well, thank you very much for that. And, you are uh, so welcome. You did a great job, and we will wrap up Toy of the Week and come back and uh, maybe talk about other things to make people jealous. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully posable. All you need is a piece of string, and here comes Spider-Man. Avalanche! This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Superhero Handsome? The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego. Well, we're all here because we collect stuff, and mainly we collect really cool stuff. So Feeding the Addictions, where we take time to check in with each other and discuss the cool stuff that we've gotten since the last time we talked. And Ben, what kind of cool stuff have you acquired? I have acquired much cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I mean, we're going to be talking about the Hasbro Star Wars Black 6-inch Wave 3 later. Uh, So I picked those up from our good buddy Mike S. And uh, very pleased. And I've been kind of tempted by the uh, Funko Pop vinyls, in particular the Marvel characters. So I've found it really hard to resist some of those early ones because... uh, um, unlike a lot of merchandise and, and I guess, figures, um, they seem to be readily available. So despite the fact that they're up to number 47 or something in the, the Marvel line, um, it's not unusual for shops to still be able to get the early ones. So hmm. I was um, tempted by Captain America because he's in his uh, classic get-up because I'm very much comic accurate. And, uh, yeah, I decided to take the plunge, and it's a nifty little figure. Does he have the little wings on his helmet or his head? Oh, or are they just painted? Or He's out of my reach. They're kind, of, they're kind of, they're not blatantly sticking out, but they, they've definitely been sculpted. I know you're a fan of that, so. Oh, I just prefer comic accurate, that's all. Yeah. We had that discussion. We, I Scott never knew that about you. No. Uh, no. Well, so that's it. That was it. Well, that's still cool stuff. It is. Um, 
I only picked up one single thing this weekend. It was a vintage Lego figure. Vintage? Vintage. Uh, Mrs. Nerd bought something on Craigslist, and she made me go pick it up, and it was at this little junk shop. So I walk in this junk shop, and I'm thinking, oh, i got to go buy this table thing. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You know? Yeah, really, i got to go visit this junk shop? Because I'd seen the shop before, and I was like, yeah, it doesn't look like they'd have anything. And I get in there, and they have a display case behind the counter that has rows and rows of vintage Lego figures lined up like maybe five deep of a single figure. So like if, um, like there was a certain say cowboy figure, he'd have five of them lined up and then the next figure would have five of them lined up. And I looked over there yeah, and they were between three and $4 a pop. So uh, yeah, they're maybe a little pricey for what they are because you don't get the little base with them. But um, to be able to pick out a figure is kind of cool. And uh, he happened to have um, astronauts lined up from the vintage astronauts, the original oh, wow. Lego minifigures. Oh, and he had blue ones. So um, I don't have any of my vintage original Lego uh, spacemen. So I picked up a blue Lego spaceman. Good. That is you, awesome. Please make sure that you... You, you're listening earlier. You um, know that he's Benny in the new movie. So, yes. spoilers. We said that earlier. Aww. It's an old spoiler. Old spoiler. Well, yeah, but it's still a spoiler. He's in the trailer. Okay. Um. Please make sure that you get a photo of that for us for the enhanced podcast. I can do that. Awesome. I actually have a photo. I have a photo on my phone. He's actually my phone wallpaper right now too. Oh. Because <laughs> you know I turn on my phone during the day and, and there's this little Lego astronaut dude smiling at me and you know what that just makes me happy and I, I it's probably the best three dollars I've spent. <laughs> <laughs> so with all that good vintage stuff, you weren't tempted to sort of drop a hundred and walk out with an armload. Um, I'm not going to say that I wasn't tempted. And he actually has it. He has a crack in him. I didn't see until after. So I'm not going to say that I won't go back to that shop at some point and maybe acquire a couple more <laughs> because he had like, like the blue ones lined up and then he had the white ones lined up and then he had the red ones lined up. <laughs> and, and part of me almost snapped and said, I'll take one of every color, but I, I didn't. <laughs> and then off. he had another, he had another case that had all, all the Star Wars ones in it like that. Oh my gosh. Or a bunch of Star Wars ones in it. Yeah. Isn't it funny, like, just sometimes discovering stuff in the most random places where you, you would you would never think there'd be kind of stuff that we collect. And But there's a um, a little kind of photo, you know, cam- not, not camera shop, but like a place you can get your photos developed and buy picture frames and things, uh, a little hole in the wall in in Melbourne in the city. And I just happened to walk past once and look in and see that there were, you know, about three boxes of comics in there. And he's got old, you know, really old comics in there, bronze age DC stuff and you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and wow. a couple of Legion of superheroes things. And, and I don't even think that he knows how they got here. <laughs> Cause I said to him like, you know, how much asking for these? And he was like, Oh, those, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, I said, I'll, yeah, this- I'll give you 10 bucks for these. It was like three Legion of Superheroes things. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's good. So, okay. so- <laughs> this guy even had some of the, the vintage sets, like the vintage space sets, like the little ones. 
And a couple of them I remembered having, and I was like, um, I want those, but I would get killed if I got those. Because um, yeah, I'm not picking up stuff for her. There's been a bit of a um, quite a good discussion about the vintage uh, space Lego on the forum, and we've all been talking about you know the sets that we remember. And it wasn't until I really got involved and started looking at some of the links that I realised that I was actually there when that series started because um, you know the very first space Lego that came out I actually had, yeah. and um, you know I probably had about a dozen of the the space Lego sets. Um, I sort of I think I had pretty much everything except the really big expensive sets. But I can remember as a kid having the, you know, the red and white astronauts and, you know, every new set had a red or white astronaut. And then all of a sudden there were yellow and blue ones and I was so excited. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm feeling the love for your, for your blue astronaut there. Feeling yeah, the well, love. He's, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. And I've got him here on my desk with all my uh, Lego movie figures. So he's fitting great. Excellent. I, I do still have my original Lego. I must go and try and dig it out. I do not know if any of mine exists at my mom and dad's or not. I think they gave away all my Lego stuff, unfortunately. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is probably still at my parents' house, but uh, if I wanted it, my dad would probably ask for money. (laughs) I'm not joking. Hmm. But that's a story for another time. But I can talk about the things that I did buy. We're not interested. Okay. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, I've been on because I have a question for you. Oh, okay, go. When you? Well, no, when you get there. Okay, I haven't been on for a little while, and I have actually got some stuff. Some of which I just got a few hours ago. So exciting! <laughs> so, um, proof that I, I blind bagged things do not suit me. I've bought six Lego minifigures trying to get the Taco Tuesday guy, and finally got him. He's hard to put together. No, he's not. Oh, well, I need a tutorial on the poncho because my, his mine's got a crooked poncho. The poncho, I find the poncho hard to assemble. Crooked poncho. I don't want one of those. Well, your your daughter's not there to do it. For no, you, she's she? not. Oh, you know, I've got bad fine motor skills. Um, yes, we know. But I'm still. Isn't very, he awesome though? Oh, he's awesome. I want him because I've got the panda guy on my desk at work next to my chicken suit guy that um, my friend John sent me, and uh, I wanted the Taco Tuesday guy as well. Uh, but I met, even though I had to buy a few figures to get him, I managed to not get any doubles, so that's all right. Uh, well, what other ones did you get? Uh, I got the zombie waitress, whatever she is. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, remember? Um, oh. and the, uh, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know what any of them are called because I haven't seen the movie. So there's like a, oh, the guy with the two sets of pants. Oh, where are my pants guy? Yeah, where are my pants guy? And I call him Ben. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And uh, the the uh, the main character guy. Emmett. Yeah. Well, good deal. Yep. And then I today I just happened to be I was actually looking for um pet stuff at uh Big W, which is one of the, our you know, local chains, and I found the uh, Marvel Ultimate Avengers, whatever Marvel Universe is now, uh, Wasp, Grim Reaper, and Hyperion. Oh, cool. I know, at retail. I was like, wow, I'm actually buying action figures <laughs> at retail in Australia. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, so I've seen these this wave um, at a number of comic shops, but never Wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I've just been leaving it. And also, like, you can pay nearly $30 for just one of them in a comic shop in Australia. Um, and I got these for 18 each, which is still ridiculous, but that's just Ooh. what, I know, that's just what they cost here. Um, but, and, but also I've seen varying, uh, paint jobs on the Grim Reaper and I got really nice paint jobs on all three. So that's awesome. They can call that line whatever they want as long as they keep making new characters. That's cool. <laughs> now, I, now, this is where my question comes in. I didn't think you collected the three and three-quarter stuff. I thought you only collected the six stuff. Well, no, I, I, I do, I've collected all the Marvel Universe stuff. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So I kind of am more committed to that than to the Marvel Legends stuff because that's a bit all over the place and been so hard to find. So uh, just, you know, the character, the, the depth of characters that have been done in the Marvel three and three quarter stuff is just amazing. So I don't, I mean, I don't buy waves or any, I don't buy cases or anything. I only buy characters that haven't been done before. So, mm. yeah, which is far and few between. Um, but, there's there's still more new characters coming out. Very cool. And then I got some uh, Marvel Mystery Minis, and I just thought I'd try these because they were I was somewhere and they were cheap. And I thought I, I bought a couple of Marvel Mystery Minis, which are Funko, um, and a Metsit Mini as well. And the Metsit Mini I got was New Fifty Two Wonder Woman, and those aren't really very exciting. I wasn't. Yeah. I was like, nah, I'll just, I'd rather pay, find Aquaman on eBay and not keep trying to buy those. Cause they're not really that great. Um, but the mist, the Marvel mystery minis from Funko are actually very cool. They're, they're so cute. I the got, Spidey pose is very clever. Yeah. I got a, a Loki and a Spider-Man. Um, the only thing that I'm not really wild about with these is that, like, in a set of, you know, however many, the, a number of the characters, there's kind of like two different Lokis, two different Spider-Men, et cetera. So, um, but, you know, they're fun. I'm not going to collect them or anything, but there's a, there's a number of them that I kind of like. Um, but I'm developing a Scribble Knots addiction, so I don't think I can have, <laughs> have a Marvel Mystery Minis addiction as well. But I'm just going to buy the cases of Scribble Nuts and <laughs> then sell or trade the doubles because I'm I just I'm hopeless with this <laughs> this blind box stuff. I, I'm going to have to get more Game of Thrones mystery minis. They're they're just you. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at the when, when you look at the I mean it's not fair to the Mitsits because obviously they're a different thing. But I just the I love the kind of cartoony element to the Marvel Mystery Minis. I didn't realize that they were bobbleheads. And oh. yes. And I you know I am anti bobblehead. Mm. Um so but it still kind of works. Hmm. But hmm. yeah, I just I don't not quite sure why they did that because it kind of feels it has like, to be a licensing thing that they can't, you know, and that might be why some people can do the same size, you know, vinyl figure. And there there's must have to be bobbleheads. Huh. Okay. I'm guessing. I'm okay. guessing. It's only you, you, you know what you might be right because the um the pops are bubbleheads as well yes, for Marvel. So you you must be right. It kind of, it just feels unnecessary, but there you go. They're super cute. They are super cute. And that is all I've got. Well, yes, you've made me more jealous now. So Yay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe if you listen to the next segment, maybe you're the one getting the red card. 
dude. What what else could happen to me in this episode? I already have, you know, unauthorized merchandise being sold right under my nose, mocking me. You can give me a red card as well. I don't know. You'll have to listen up right after this. Okay. What is this bizarro world? While Red Card is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something so much worse. And handing out the penalty this week is John. John, over to you. Well, I, it, this isn't this isn't the best way to start a Red Card, because something really cool is happening this year. It's the 50th anniversary of G.I. Joe. Yay! And, yeah, and congrats, Joe. You know, you made it. Um, <laughs> and, you know... G.I. Joe was really considered to be the first action figure, so in a way, it's kind of the 50th anniversary of action figures in general. Yay! Yeah, yay. And, um, you know, G.I. Joe is a Hasbro property, and at this very moment that we're recording, uh, JoeCon 2014's going on. Yay! And so, on this momentous occasion, you would think that Hasbro would be, you know, there at JoeCon and, and really celebrating with the fans and really helping them out. But, um, you know, they, well, here, do you know what kind of new, you know, all the news they presented this, presented this year at JoeCon? Mm. Boo. Yeah. And, and, and they're not even there as a company. And, you know, I, I have to give them a red card for that because it's just, it, it's shameful. That on a 50th anniversary year, you know, of something that's their property and all of these fans, it's not like, oh, we're going to do some event at, at Times Square, Toys R Us or something. Yeah. These are actually people that care and have supported their brand for, in some cases, as long as it's been around and, and they can't be bothered to be there. Mm. Um, have, it, they, it's have they issued it's shameful. any actual reason? Um, no, not really. You know, I mean, their, their, their joke stuff is pretty much back burner. And the only thing really keeping it alive, I have to say, is the fans. And they have, you know, they announced some sets coming out this year. And that's, that's all well and good, but nothing specific for the 50th anniversary. You know, there's, there's no reissue of the original figure or, you know, some special, hey, this is, you know, to commemorate the occasion. Um, and I just think that's shameful. I really do. Mm. Especially when you have a gathering of fans of your property together. And, you know, there, there's people like the G.I. Joe Club who are not owned by Hasbro. You know, those are people that are, are together because they love the brand and they want to celebrate it. And I, I really have to say that people like them and um, people like Boss Fight Studios who are there and are doing sculpting demonstrations, they're helping with a custom workshop. <laughs> they're just doing so much more. To, to keep the brand alive and to, to help fans celebrate that, um, you know, I got to give the red card to Hasbro on this one. Fair enough. That yep. is, I think shameful is exactly the right world word. That's just terrible. Yeah. So they can hang that on their wall of shame. Damn straight. Put it with all the other ones. Yep. We'll put a gold border around this one just so that it stands out. And, and we're going to spray it with fart smell. <laughs> I'll leave that to Ben. No, no, I, I just I'm more perplexed than anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, okay. Look, if they're not bringing out any new items, you know, uh, okay, that that's fine. But not actually having a booth, not not allowing fans to actually come up and say, 
Hi, are you the guy who's responsible for ensuring that G.I. Joe figures are still coming out and on the shelf? Well, thanks very much. I appreciate it. I mean, I just... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's not just that they don't have anything to announce. That that there are obviously... Well, I don't know. You would think that there would be someone responsible for the line within Hasbro. And if they themselves can't even be bothered to be there, I think mm. that's pretty yeah. appalling. You know, there's not... Yeah. Just if you don't, you know, there's, even if you don't have something to announce or whatever, there's a thing called customer goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, it still comes down to the, you know what, there could be 15,000 people turning up to Joe Con who are diehard collectors. And you know what? That's great. But you're still nothing compared to the 600,000 moms that, that, you know, buy Timmy a G.I. Joe figure. It's like you might think that you're important because, you know, you buy a few more figures, but, you know, it, it's like DC Universe Classics. Um, yep, there's diehard DC fans out there who buy all these figures, but you know what? There's still not enough of you to, to save a line, you know? It's, um, you're a drop in the ocean compared to the mom shoppers. The mom. The mom. Well, after that, we'll be right back with our discussion topic of the week. Like the squeeze bad guys with my wrestling move. My name is Angus. Gus to my pals. I'll make anything into an arsenal. Cornelius is my name. Samurai's my thing. Fight like a warrior. Sing like the king. They call me Cliff, and I like to climb. Put the drop on bad dudes anytime. We're the Stone Protectors. Our stones of power glow. Well, love it or hate it, Star Wars has scaled up into the six-inch form, and this is for collectors in the Black Series. And, you know, if you're fans of this this podcast, you'll know that some of us have different opinions than some of the others of us. But every time we get a new wave, it seems like like Scott and Ben are, um, are uh, buying them up. And, fellas, <laughs> it looks like you've bought Wave 3 and uh, presenting those to us tonight. So, um Nothing, nothing new. I'll assume on the packaging front, but um, this this wave actually contains one that um, I was kind of maybe thinking about getting, but I probably oh. won't because it's six inch, and you know I I won't. And that figure is best in loop. So uh, yes. So Ben, what what are what are your initial thoughts on the best in loop? Well, thank you, Switzerland, or uh, ah. a, a conscientious objector. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I. Uh, what are my thoughts? You know, uh, Bestman Luke is a is a great um, a great visual character. I think you know Empire is obviously the film of choice for most of us, and so you know Bestman Luke is is what we remember. Uh, probably closely followed by you know the Hoth outfit. Uh, a lot of people prefer the Jedi outfit, but you know this is that sort of fun sort of battle fatigues kind of get up that we really dig. And um, I, at first when they announced this figure, I was a little bit sort of perplexed because, you know, it comes so quickly on, you know, on the heels of the X-Wing Luke from Wave 1. Mm. Um, but, you know, now that he's here, uh, I'm really pleased with the figure and, um, you know, this is one of those figures that you just want to get into your collection on display, have him marched up next to the R2 that you've already got, um, you know, get him in hand together. Um yeah, I'll, I'll get into some more details, but um, yeah, I might just get Scott's thoughts as well. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think you know one of the I guess concerns I have about the 
um, this wave is that we've got these repeat characters already. And, uh, you know, fair enough, Luke's obviously an like, incredibly important character in the series, etc. and they are very different. Um, but having said that, as a figure, uh, I think this is, uh, it's very nicely done. Um, it is, uh, <laughs> got a couple of I've got a couple of issues with it um but it, you know it's it's a a decent a decent representation um I'm not mad on the the paint apps on I don't know if it's just mine but the kind of I think they've gone for the the dirty look um because obviously there's the kind of clean version of this costume and then the the kind of dirty damage look of this costume, but mine just looks like it's really badly painted with gray, a bad gray wash on it. Mm. I don't, See, I don't, I don't think there is a clean version of this costume. Oh, we've had this discussion before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, uh, sorry, John. No, I, I mean, um, I'd actually expect him to be a little more damaged. But go on. Yeah. Well, look, one of the things I was really pleased about this figure is some of the promo shots leading up to the release of the figures uh, showed some really dodgy paint jobs in terms of the um, the eyes. And, you know, the, the eyes, Leia had the same problem. She looked like she had these weird fried eggs kind of slapped on. And, um, you know, once I got her in hand, oh, I was actually quite pleased, I guess, with... with you know, normally it's the other way around. You get this fantastic prototype, yeah. and then when the figure comes out, it's like, oh, geez, what happened in that process? Um, but, you know, these are, uh, at least on my figure, his, uh, his eyes are quite nicely applied. I think the likeness is actually pretty good. Um, I actually like this likeness more than I do with the, um, with the X-Wing Luke. Um, the one thing that really stood out to me when I took him out of the packaging was how small he is. Um, he's really a tiny figure, and to give people an idea, um, I tend to use a DC Universe Classics buck as a, as a bit of a six-inch standard, and if you actually stand him next to a DC Universe Classics figure, the top of his head barely comes to the shoulder line, um, so he's really, really quite small compared to one of those, and the thing is, um, the Han Solo in Wave 2 is actually quite a tall figure. He's as tall as Boba Fett and Greedo. So Luke is really quite small when you um well when you sort of he stand is, he is a little short for a stormtrooper so well look yes and and that's what got me thinking so I had a bit of a uh, hunt around Google and according to um, some stats I found on Google Mark Hamill is one point seven five meters tall which makes him a fraction under five foot nine now him being just under five foot nine as it turns out. Um, the figure is about, um, what did I work that to be? 5.7 inches tall. Now, given that one six scale, you know, a six inch figure is actually six feet tall, it's actually not that far off the mark. Um, if anything, that means that Han Solo is probably a little bit too tall because I think, uh, I think, uh, Harrison Ford is about 1.85 meters, which is probably about six foot one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not, not bad in terms of, um, size, I guess, but just, yeah, I don't know when you, when you get them together, they're a, a little on the small side. Um, one of the interesting things about the figure is that his belt is actually a separate piece. Um, so it actually wobbles around and you can sort of, you know, move it around. The holster is actually a proper working holster. So you can actually put his blaster in the holster. It's got the little hook on it so that you can actually attach the lightsaber. 
Um, in terms of accessories, yeah, look, he comes with his lightsaber and his blaster. Um, you know, I mean, that seems like a pretty fair deal. But, you know, I think we were really quite spoiled with Wave 1. Yes. Um, in particular, the Sand Trooper coming with all that um, extra gear. In Wave 2, you know, Boba Fett comes really kitted out. And so, I don't know, normally two accessories, you know, you'd, you'd be pretty happy with that. But I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just being spoiled. Um, and you know, the lightsaber's well done. The blade detaches so you can hang the handle on the, on the belt if you want to. It doesn't sort of fit that well, but you can do that. But um, yeah, like Scott says, it's got this really weird kind of grey wash happening. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe it's just the, the, maybe the texture or, or the, the colour of the costume from the movie just doesn't lend itself well to action figure form. I, I kind of wonder if there's a, Han blue coat thing going on here because I've always thought of this uniform as, as khaki, but some of the pictures I've seen lately of it, it has more of a gray tone. Mm. So I, I kind of wonder if we're in that blue coat, brown coat thing yeah, a little yeah. bit maybe going on with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you look, I, I've looked at a lot of photos, um, like the stills from the movie just to try and gauge my opinion of this. And definitely, Mark Hamill, he's dreamy. No, the, the, um, <laughs> You know, I get, I get what they're aiming for because it, it does have that kind of, you know, dirty sort of, you know, element to it. And I've looked at some other, uh, figures as well of the other figures of this outfit and, you know, see a similar thing, but I think it's just the, the wash for this isn't fabulous. So it just kind of looks too, it's overdone. Mm. Uh, well, let me, can I ask something about the belt? because I had a couple questions here. Um, is the holster actually attached onto the belt, or is it like a separate piece? It's actually attached. It's all molded one piece. Yeah. Because yeah. I uh, I pulled the leg off my Punisher figure, putting him in my G.I. Joe Eagle Hawk the other day, and for that reason. But that's a completely different situation. I was just wondering, does, does the holster hamper his kind of posability at all? or Not, not really. I think what's missing is um, he has... He has sort of the disc elbows, like single um, disc elbows, but they have a swivel um, at the expense of a cut bicep. So, you know, mm. if you want to turn his arm out, you, you sort of turn it at the, the elbow, but then from the elbow to the shoulder doesn't actually move, and so it looks a bit awkward. But I guess because of the drapery of his costume, you'd end up with a pretty horrible sort of yeah. hinge. Um, one thing that I'm really quite impressed with in terms of the uh, articulation is the the, the disc um, in his wrist is actually the opposite to what you would normally find in an action figure. So um, if you were to actually put your hand out in front of you with your palm facing the floor, normally with the articulation um, you would get a, a disc so that you can sort of lift your fingers up and down as if you were waving goodbye to someone. But um, it's actually the opposite in these figures. And so if you put your hand out in front of you as if you were holding the um, the grip on a pistol and then you lifted the pistol up and down, um, that's the direction of the, um, the hinge. So what it means is that if you put the lightsaber in his hand, um, you can actually push it away from him and, you know, get that dual sort of pose happening without having to rely too much on the elbow. So it's um, just little innovations like that, I think, make a big difference. Yeah, G.I. Joe figures actually use both 
because what you'll find is the right wrist will be that style for holding a gun. And then the left wrist will be the other style so you can wrap it mm. underneath the gun, you know. Yep. Um, uh, speaking of the hand, is the hand removable, the right hand? Um, I haven't tried, but it doesn't. Not, no. that, he, not that that's a, that's an old spoiler. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you haven't seen um, No, no. Something that I wish was removable uh, on this is the um, really badly sculpted um ridges on his feet uh the i mean the boots and shoes in this outfit are unusual um but the we've got out of control moccasin stuff happening <laughs> here when you actually kind of look at the um the actual gear as opposed to you know, they've obviously tried to show that it's not just a normal boot but they've really overdone it and it looks weird he's got these really really pronounced ridges on the top of his feet that just make it look like a mold error. It's yeah. not. It's deliberate, but it's just bad, I think. And this is where the dry brushing is really quite obvious, where they've gone for that contrasting colour. Yes. To sort of highlight it. So, um, But, I mean, look, you know, the usual articulations there. He's got cut thighs. He's got double-jointed knees. Uh, he's got the, um, the Vonna ankles which is mm-hmm. really good. So the, the rocker ankles, so it means you can get a, um, a flat pose with the feet, which is quite nifty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, yeah. As you said before, I, I agree the likeness, I think, is actually quite good. Um, and that's not a given with Hamill. Like, you know, a lot of stuff does not really look much like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, that, you know, for a six-inch, uh, it's quite good. Unlike... The little graphic of him on the box. That is terrible. It's a, it's a, it's not so much that it doesn't look like him. It's just, it looks really weird. It looks like he's about to kiss somebody. You know what it looks like? <laughs> it looks like, uh, sweep the leg, sweep the leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Well, okay. shall we move along? Well, please. Yes, let's move along and, um, we will move on to the aforementioned stormtrooper because, you know, mm. you gotta have your armored armored troops along and um you know this is i think one that a lot of people have been waiting for in this line because like like you mentioned earlier with your your darth vader review scott i think this is one that is iconic and you know they flow through all three films so uh mm-hmm. what what do you what do you boys think and we'll we'll go to scott first on this one uh in terms of the sculpt i think the the sculpt's fantastic uh mine has got some paint issues which is a bummer uh, I think that the, I don't know. I don't know how well stormtroopers should be articulated because the reality is that they could barely move. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, on, on one level, I think there's elements of the articulation that I think are a little bit limited, um, particularly in the arm area. But then I think that the reality of the outfit is that it is somewhat limited. So it's probably okay. Uh, Good, nice inclusions in terms of the the weapons, Um, but mine, unfortunately, has got a few black uh, paint slop dots on it, both on the helmet and on the chest, which is a bummer. Yeah, and you'd think that this is a pretty hard one to stuff up because, um, you know, being predominantly white, they've cast the figure in white plastic and then sort of painted the black areas, but Mm -hmm. they haven't painted the black areas particularly well, um, in particular with mine, the holster, 
um, the straps that, that come off the armour and then lead to a black holster. And there's quite a, a mess of black and white um, joining there. Um, where the, the obvious paint issue for me is, um, is I guess, the, the mouthpiece, the, you know, the upside-down V. Um, they've sort of added like a grey highlight and they haven't added it particularly well. Um, in terms of that articulation, you're talking about John, the Stormtrooper sports exactly that. So he has the, um, the vertical up and down for the right hand for holding the, um, the blaster. And then the left hand has the, the normal sort of articulation. So that's quite interesting. Um, for those wondering, the Stormtrooper does vary slightly from the Sandtrooper. The, um, the diamond on the left knee is slightly different. And um, some of the, I, I don't even know what it is, but the, the little computery parts that I guess would be on his stomach um, are slightly different. So they've obviously gone for a reuse because it's a cheap and easy way to get another figure out. But you know, they have actually made a few subtle changes here and there so that they haven't just you know cleaned up the Sand Trooper and pumped it out as another figure. Um, so I think that the biggest, single biggest disappointment with this figure is the distribution and availability. Um, a lot of talk online uh, of people struggling to actually find even one at their local sort of bricks and mortar stores. Um, they're going for huge dollars online because people are army building with them. Um, and, you know, that, that just sort of begs the question of, of what goes on at Hasbro headquarters. I mean, when you've got a figure that's a guaranteed seller like this, um, you know, we've talked about how the fourth figure in this wave was actually a reissue of Han Solo. I just don't understand why they didn't put a second Stormtrooper uh, yes. in place. Um, re- baffling, absolutely baffling. Yeah, yeah. I don't get the the reissue thing. I, I think that the – I feel a little bit like it's too early to drop from, you know, four figures to three. It's too early to do a repeat – Luke, you know, it's, it, so I hadn't thought about doing an extra stormtrooper instead, but if they couldn't get four unique new characters out there, it definitely would have, I, I mean, I would be much happier to have bought that than to have to buy another, cause I bought a case, I mean, just a case of four, um, from Big Bad, but to have to buy another hand solo to get this, I'm not really excited about that. Yeah, that's right. And if it had been a figure that, that is absolutely selling out like Boba Fett, um, you know, if, if you, if you must do a fourth separate figure, then, you know, I don't understand pick, you know, why, why not pick someone like Boba? Um, yeah, look, I'm really happy with this figure. I'm, I'm really impressed with the amount of, um, movement in, say, in the, you know, the, the helmet. And there's you know, normally figures uh, who are encumbered by something as, as big as that don't get a lot of movement. Um, I haven't done it myself, but I've actually seen a few photos around the net where people have popped off the Stormtrooper head and popped Luke's head on its place, um, hmm. you know, to get Luke in a Stormtrooper armour. Um, as Scott mentioned, comes with two guns, the regular blaster and the blaster rifle. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I think this is a, a welcome figure in the line. And, um, oh, you know... Does- does the regular blaster fit in its holster? Uh, I haven't actually tried that, but yeah, look, it's it is significantly um, chunky, so uh, I suspect okay. so. And does the regular blaster does the stock fold out like no. like the uh, no. vintage toy? It doesn't. Uh, I was hoping it would. No. And like all. Um, like all action figure accessories, it's packed in such a way that it comes out of the packaging warped. 
Um, so you've got this nifty little bend mm. in, in the gun, which seems like an absolute requirement for, for every action figure firearm. It must have a giant bend in it somewhere. He looks decent. I, as a Star Wars fan, I think he suffers a little bit from what most stormtroopers suffer from, and that's that it looks like he's sculpted as a stormtrooper, not as a trooper wearing armor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially around the knees, to me, they don't look like, you know, anatomy. They they look more like some kind of robot knees. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that, like I said, you know, a lot of stormtroopers suffer from that. A lot of the figures we've had over time have kind of suffered there. Mm-hmm. And that chest piece normally has a little more, like, wiggle to it, it looks like, than, than this one does, but. Yeah, yeah. That, they've subtly worked in the ab crunch to, to get a bit of articulation in that area, so that's quite nice. It's fairly seamless. Oh, that's cool. And and I, I think they've probably learned their lessons, you know, in the, the three and three quarter line there, because they've made some really good Stormtrooper figures. Don't mm. get me wrong. But, um, yeah, he looks good. It would have been neat if that would have been adjustable height-wise, so when you made your loot, you could click him out, ratchet him a little taller or a little shorter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I would like to see... Uh, them do something with this, like, you know, multi-pack, uh, stormtroopers, et cetera. Like, I think mm. that, that's a, that, that could print money really, you yep. know, well, give us a, even, even two packs, but, you know. You know, put that yeah. as a, uh, Casro Toy Shop exclusive without the boxes. You know, sell them bagged and I bet people would snap them up. Yeah, well, that's oh, here's your, your three pack here, bagged stormtroopers. They, yeah. they would snap them up. Yeah. Because you know that's what people are going to do. They're going to go to the Chinese sellers and go, okay, I can get a three-pack of loose ones for X number of dollars. Yeah. yeah. Or a five-pack or whatever. I think that's something that's actually very unfortunate is the Sand Trooper and the Storm Trooper aren't turning up through those kind of vendors. Uh, otherwise, people would be um, picking them up on, you know, in bulk. Um, and, look, I, I think it's still early days. I can see down the track after... You know, perhaps the snowtrooper has come out that eventually, you know, we'll get a, a box set that features three snowtroopers, you know, two standing on their own and then one mounting the, um, that huge, you know, tripod laser cannon. Um, oh, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't doubt that that's the sort of thing that'll eventually happen. Hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to the, the last figure in this wave. And that is my second favorite prequel character. And that's Obi Wan Kenobi, and this is the who's your first um, Qui Gon Jinn, actually. Mm. Yeah, I just like Qui Gon. He's he's got a he's got a cool about him, you know. <laughs> cool dude. Cool Didn't dude. panic in any situations. Kind of you know never had control of him, and never had gave the sense that he had control of him. But just stayed cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. But this for you know because this looks like it's what episode two Obi Wan maybe. Yeah, version. No, I thought, episode three. I thought it was episode three, but uh, okay. Um, you know, I'm not gonna. Uh, no, you're probably right, actually. Hand on heart. Yeah. Well, the differences between those two are kind of subtle, you know. And this is the unbrown robed one, so it's a fighting. It's one of your fighting Obi Wan's from the, uh, you know, from that famous football team. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which is interesting because we were just talking about the uh, wrist articulation in order to support the lightsaber, whereas um, Obi-Wan here sports just the um, the normal articulation in both hands. Mm. So if he was holding a non-existent um, blaster in his hand, he could move it from left to right rather than up and down. Um, speaking of which, uh, this guy really is light on with accessories. Yes. He comes with his lightsaber and that's it. 
Um, and, you know, you, you might actually question and say, well, you know, what else was he known for in the movies? It's not like he had a, uh, I guess, a, a blaster that, that really, I you know, stands out as, as his, like, you know, Luke and Han do. But, I mean, it would have been a really good opportunity for um, Hasbro to slip something else in, like a, you know, a pair of binoculars or something, you know, some, some nice well, Star Wars binoculars he that you could use for any figure. He could have had the uh, the Jedi communicator. Yeah, and that's um, that's right. Episode yeah. one, um, he did use a blaster in episode two to defeat Grievous. Well, I mean, came, yeah, could have killed that. Spoilers. He doesn't have a signature blaster, I guess. Old spoilers. But yeah. I mean, if if you were looking for accessories, there's there's choices there. He could have came with a headset, even one of those pilot headset things mm. that uh, he wore in the one film. Um, yeah. I think there's chance there to. I, uh, the only thing that I can think of uh, as to why he's only got the lightsaber um, is that I think you know he's got the kind of fabric under tabard thing happening. Mm. Um, so, which is probably you know an extra expense. Um, so it might have just been the overall cost real. of the the tooling and construction of the figure. The real material. Yes. Mm. Um. I, I, I quite like this figure. I think it's um, it, there's just some nice kind of sculpting uh, in it. It's new stuff that we haven't seen in the line yet. Um, the some nice kind of texture happening, and uh, I quite like the little fabric undershirt. To, well, I don't know really what what do you call that? Well, the tabard's the one over it. I was wrong. I'm, it's just just his yeah. shirt, isn't it? Well, it's just, yeah, I guess underneath it's just that there's a bit that's actually fabric. It's not plastic and yeah. um, whatever. It's not a skirt, I'm sure. Um, but still, you know, it's good. I, th- I think that the uh, the the two hands, ha- having the two hands um, obviously designed to hold things and only having one accessory is annoying. Um, you know, I'd rather have a fist in the other hand or uh, It would have been nice for a, uh, a force using two fingers up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trick, yeah. and that would have been a perfect accessory. For yes, mm. even a swap out hand, so you've got the option. Well, yeah, I mean that would have been easy to do at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually sports a pretty good likeness. This is, um, you know, in addition to to Luke, this is one that you know we saw some uh, promo shots getting around the internet, and you know the paint job wasn't particularly favourable, and you know really makes me very nervous but once again in hand the eyes are actually pretty well done the likeness is actually quite nice um you know there isn't you know excessive amounts of slop in the painting in terms of the head i mean it could have been a a little bit more attention to detail but from a you know from a a six inch action figure point of view i think the head actually came out quite well Hmm. Hmm. yeah i I like it i I think he looks looks like he should um he's got the little mole there but between his eyes and yeah i like him yeah, in fact, sure. I think just the very nature of the figure in terms of the colour scheme um, mean that you don't have a lot of opportunities for slop, so he comes across as the cleanest of the three figures. Um, out of um, just sort of in, for information, the belt is actually fully sculpted, um, unlike Luke's, which is a separate piece. Uh, mm. this, it's uh, not removable, though it does come with the... Um, the little hole, so you can actually take the blade out of the, um, the lightsaber and just attach the... The, the hilt or the handle to um to his belt if you want to. You know, I have so. to say, I, I got to give him credit for the expression on this Obi-Wan because it's it, it's at a point where you can read it a number of different ways depending yes. on how, 
how you have him posed, you know, just looking through mm. different pictures of him online. Um, you know, not a lot of, there's some figures that just don't capture that. I mean, you pose them one way and the facial expression just doesn't go, but this one, you know, it's that semi-serious Obi-Wan look and I think it works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd still err on the side of the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. That's just my preference so far. Um, you know, all the figures that we've had could all be, you know, neatly posed alongside each other. Um, and, you know, this is an outlier in, in terms of time, I guess. So, you know, I would have happily taken Alec Guinness, but um, um, I'm I not mean, disappointed with it. Yeah, I, I think they've got to kind of hedge their bets in terms of the fans of the different eras, etc. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the Wave 2 was all original, so... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I just would have, I really would have liked to have seen them stay with four figures. And I, and I feel like this one, this wave is just missing that kind of wow character that, you know, that makes you think, ooh, okay, yeah, they're going to go in indication of how deep they're going to go or whatever, where, you know, this is all pretty safe in terms of all main characters. You know, there's no Greedo or that sort of thing that makes you think, oh, cool, we're getting, you know, Admiral Akbar or whatever. Um, it's a trap. <laughs> um, so, Somebody has to do it. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Now, but, if they do an Admiral Akbar, I will probably have to buy him. Oh, damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> so is is there any temptation to hop in the pool? No. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, you know, I just have not had the interest in buying a Star Wars figure lately. And I've looked at them. I've picked them up. And yeah, they're great, but I just, I, I've either got other versions, you know, I've got, I've got so many three and three quarter figures that it, it, I, I just wouldn't have a way to display them that would make sense because, because remember when I was talking, I like to display my stuff as a scene. So, um, because they're not in that museum pose, it just, it would look goofy because I'd have, you know, here's three and three quarter Dagobah with, you know, six inch loop next to it. I, yeah. I just, yeah, I struggle. I struggled with it. <laughs> I think it's good that you've got the self-control to be able to not jump into things if you don't really want to. You know, like that's uh, it's. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I've gotten a lot better at, at being more focused, but I'm still not. You know, I, I start collecting things that I don't necessarily really like. Um, you know yeah. what? I, you know what I buy now? I buy the stuff that if I pick it up in the store, if it makes me smile. Then I buy it. <laughs> and, and that's why I don't order online as much because I'd rather see something and go, Oh yeah, that, that's cute. Or, Oh, that's cool. I'm going to buy that. You know, hmm. I, I just, I buy the stuff that makes me like the, the vintage Lego astronaut. It made me smile. As soon as I walked in that store and saw those, I, I must have had a big grin on my face because the guy could see it. He goes, Oh, you like Lego? You know, what? Does <laughs> a bear shit in the woods? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, when I look at Star Wars figures now, it's with such a critical eye because it's like, well, I've got this version, that version, and it just doesn't make me smile like it used to. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm just burned out on it or, or not. And, and, and I'm, you know, it's kind of weird because I'm even with all the episode seven news going on, I'm just not that interested. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years plus, you know, hmm. I mean, I'm see, for, for Ben and I, we've had a long hiatus from collecting. From from buying anything Star Wars, so it's a different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've certainly got the odd piece that I've picked up, like such as the Millennium Falcon and 
an ATAT, and you know, every now and then I'll pick up something of interest, but um, I certainly didn't dive in. Mm. Um, just one last comment, uh, just going right back to the packaging. I really hate these uh, the, the the plastic trays. Yeah. The way that they are formed around the figure is so tight that you really – if, for something that feels like it's designed to be collector friendly, it really isn't. Yes, you have to reef the figure out. Yeah, and like I at the moment, I um, don't have a place to display these. I want to be able to look at them, but I want to be able to put them back in. And you can do it. Um, like I've got all my previous ones back in the back in the box. Oh, um, I gave up on uh, Darth Maul. Oh yeah, the, but it just it, it's unnecessary. It's un, it's yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, the, it's like the. The Revoltex stuff and that kind of stuff, you can just put those back in there and you mm. can get them in there fairly easy. Yeah. It's it's not hard. It's not a new thing. <laughs> mm. Well, that's disappointing. Right, let me ask you guys, are you guys still all in on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What Anything coming up that you're particularly tantalized by? Oh, for me, it's always Chewy. Huh. Yeah. Definitely want to get um, Han and Chewy together. And uh, Vader is a, an obvious one. Um, but beyond those guys, obviously you want to get 3PO in there to, to partner mm. up with R2. But, um, I'll be really looking forward to, I guess, more of the bounty hunters. I'd, I'd mm. like to get, um, Bosk and IG-88. Yeah, That's I cool. think, um, I'll have, if they go too deep in prequels, I'll be out. Um, you know, I'm not, I, I wouldn't consider myself to be all in for the prequel figures. Um, but certainly for original series, all in. Well, that's fair. That's fair. And I'm very much looking forward to the speeder bike and also the Jabba the Hutt. Oh. Yeah, that Jabba's going to be crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, huh. And I'm I'm curious to see how the speeder bike turns out. Mm, yes. Yeah. That's one of those pieces that might be able to sway me because it'd be more of a display piece. Ah, but then what happens, what happens when they do a banter? Oh, you know, I don't own a three and three quarter Bantha, so um, I don't know if I could avoid that or not. Taunton? There, there's no, I'm I'm not really a big fan of it. It's cool, but I'm not a huge fan where I'd have to have one. There, there's a couple of things I don't have in the three and three quarter line that I wish I have. I don't have a shuttle, and um, I actually was talking to my local toy shop about that uh, just recently. They have one that's missing a few pieces. Um, but they, I think they wanted a little much for it, and I wasn't sure availability of the pieces. Uh, the other two pieces are a Bantha and a Rancor. I don't have either of those, so I think those are probably things I'll have to get eventually. Cool. <laughs> Very nice. Very good. So, well, guys, I, I, any parting thoughts other than that? No, still thoroughly enjoying it, except for the distribution. Yes. I need more Stormtroopers. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it for you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Scott, any final thoughts? I'm all good. I'm I'm still enjoying it. I'm you know feel like uh, I'd buy a few more if they the output was a bit um, faster. But I'll be patient. I think both of the, all both of those comments are fair and great job, guys. Um, as much as I I don't collect it myself i i do enjoy hearing you guys talk about them and, and your excitement for it so the, so the one thing that um i will just mention so this is random but i was just looking on the bottom of the uh how weird just look on the bottom of these boxes because i got mine from big bad toy store and but yet on the bottom of the boxes it says distributed in australia by hasbro australia limited distributed in new zealand by hasbro new zealand 
Did did you listen to the the episode where Ben talked about emailing them? Yeah. <laughs> That's just what I'm but like I'm thinking this is really weird that first of all, I got these from the States and secondly that they said they weren't getting them in and yet on the bottom it says distributed in Australia by Hasbro Australia Limited. Oh the Star Wars will be out in August. Oh it will be. Yeah, but why does mine from the States have that on the bottom of it? Doesn't mention anything about an American distributor? No. Why would you print more than one box? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Since you're talking about boxes, I'll bring this up. Uh, the, the folks over at Yak Face have developed a box for the prototype uh, Boba Fett. They, they've actually painted up a, a, the white one, a Boba Fett in white, uh-huh. and, done a, and done a white box for him. And I actually think it looks pretty sharp. So uh, go over and check that out sometime. Very Yak nice. Face. Anyway, I think with that um, that talk about boxing, we'll uh, maybe pack this one up and uh, come back with some feedback after this. Okay. Thunder, 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 thunder. Introducing the evil mutant warriors, Rattaro, Soldier Man, Croon the Destroyer, battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchy Man, Snowman. Tesco Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Well, before we finish off the episode, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. Or if you want, just write it on a rock and throw it through the window at AFB Tower. Um, uh, hello. See, Stacy's no. getting really good at catching those. No, we will not do that. No. <laughs> okay. The windows or are you... so big, they're custom-sized, very expensive to replace. Or you could have it written on the top of a uh, cupcake and uh, sent to my house, and Ooh. I would appreciate that. Cupcake. So, yeah. <laughs> this, fat, this, fat, this fat kid likes cupcakes. So, um, anyway, Scott, you have our first bit of feedback. So over to you. I do. Uh, and this is from our good friend, Eric's. Um, and we mean that really sincerely. It's not like our good friends at Funko that we just have to say, cause it's like <laughs> contractual. Yeah. 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 Um, we really, Eric's really is our good friend. And he says, dear John. Oh no, he's breaking up with no. us. <gasps> no, he didn't say that. His is the second line. What? Yeah. You oh, were reading those wrong. Oh, so, okay. Oh, well, his is he, uh, this. Uh, now, can I just say, first of all, when you send feedback that is really long, obviously we can't read it all out. So please try and be concise. And uh, here's a good example. Eric says, great show on 111. <laughs> right. Yep. And actually there's a couple of those on Twitter as well. And one from our friend Cody Hulks as well saying, uh, oh no. He also <laughs> said something a little bit more meaningful. Uh, hey, I just uh, finished listening to episode. Oh, this is 110, actually. And once again, it rocked my socks. I really enjoy the hell out of the challenges. So thank you, Cody, for that, too. <laughs> A- AFB uh, disclaimer, we are not responsible for any lost socks. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. So, so Ben. Although you could buy some AFB theme socks in the AFB store, right? Um, Yeah, but I can't afford them on my 
my my salary. Oh, so fair enough, yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, maybe if you um, actually met your performance targets for once, you could get a raise. Oh, well, maybe I'll work on that. Okay. Not really, but no. That's okay. Well, th- obviously, that's yeah. Ben. We shouldn't air too much of our dirty laundry and internal politics on the show, though. Yeah, yeah. Ben, I have our other feet. Stacy, can you pack up John's box, please? It says, <laughs> "Dear John, please research the ring figure a little more. Thanks, engineer nerd." <laughs> yeah, I kind of called myself out on this one because <laughs> I may have, I may have spoke a little too soon. Um, if you'll remember, we were talking about the the figure last week from the ring. Um, I can't remember what her name is because it's in Japanese. Sadako. No, that's the game with the numbers. <laughs> it's close no. to that, though. It is. It's Sadako um, something. Nightmare yeah. Muja or something. Yeah. It, it, anyway, um, one of the, a couple of things I'd said. We'd said it came with a video cassette, but I actually may have went to see how much that figure was going for on pre-order. Not that I would buy it, but maybe I was thinking about it. Um, and when I did, I found out a couple of things about it. One, uh, it does come with a videotape, but it also comes with a TV. And as part of that, you can um, split the figure in half and um, have her coming out of the TV. So oh, man. Freaky. Like she couldn't be any more creepy. Yeah. And um, one of the other things I mentioned is I would have liked to have had a uh, head sculpt where you could see a little of your face. And there is a head sculpt where you can see a little more of her face. Wow. Just like one eye. So I think you um, should fire your research assistant. I know. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, the people who work for these companies who send out the solicitation information might, you know, want to include that stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. You would have thought that that would have been part of the pictures we were looking at, but um, Mm. there there were more pictures. So um, I I just you didn't get it all wrong because Justin also said it looked like what I would look like when I dropped to Tim Tam, and that's pretty accurate. (laughs) Less screaming though Uh, than what would be in real life. I'm surprised you've even seen that movie. I haven't. Oh, okay. I've just seen the picture of the action figure. My my faith in humanity is restored. (laughs) No way. (laughs) And I I mean, I love Naomi Watts, but like even. No, this is the Japanese one. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the Japanese. Yeah, whatever. No, which would have been which would have been Ringu. Yeah. No. 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 There's even a little kid in the the American version. You'd like that. No. It's the same kid. It's actually the same actor. Oh no, I was thinking the other kid. Oh. The the Naomi Watts son. Mm. Yeah. That kid's almost creepier than the girl is. Yeah. Deliberately? But anyway, I, I wanted to follow up on that and make sure our listeners understood that there was more. Good work, sir. Good on you. Good commitment to truth in reporting and all that crap. Hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it. Wow, we did it. <laughs> Did you, oh my goodness! Did you schedule, did you schedule your colonoscopy yet? Mm. What? Scott? No. I gave you a reminder at the end of last week's show. <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's it's Male Health Awareness Month in the states. I, uh, I got to do these things. Uh, CBS is showing commercials where you can win a free colonoscopy, so I just wanted to make sure. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'd prefer to win one of Sideshow's competitions, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, um, mm. you know, um, 
I just don't want to hear my boss saying that. Hey, come in here. You've won a free colonoscopy because I think it'll be something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm I'm too young uh, for the regular colonoscopy thing, but you're you're never too young for good health, Mister. No, I know, I know, but I'm so like I think once you're fifty, after fifty, you're meant to have it every five years, isn't that the the drill? I know people that something have them every year, and I don't to, know why. Uh, I think that's um, overkill. Product, really, product of an American diet. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. On on, on that note. <laughs> bye, everybody. Well, good night, gents. Bye, yeah. Adam. Good night, Argentina. Remember to, remember to have your Adam Spader neutered. Yeah. Don't drop your Tim Tams either. Yeah. You'll be sad. And don't drop your Tim Tams if you're getting a colonoscopy. Night, night. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Here we go. In five, four, three. Well, I'm tired of these motherfucking scalpers on the motherfucking eBay. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode 112, for the week of Wednesday, April 16th, 2014. I'm John, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Scott. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) You you were laughing, weren't you? (laughs) Uh, go again? Yeah, go again. I wasn't going to really use that one. I just wanted to see. What oh, I thought that was great. Oh. Do you have a different well, one? I, the the the, pro- the problem is is that if you're if you're listening to it on speakers and that comes on as the oh, first true. thing, yeah, probably not great. People people will hate. <laughs> true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, try again. <laughs> Did you expect us to react to that? I actually did, yeah. Okay. I, I, I expected a laugh from you. Well, see, I think, you know, you kind of don't want to wreck the moment. I thought it was hilarious, but I didn't want to ruin the moment because I wanted it to be recordable, and I didn't realize that, A, you weren't planning on using it, and B, Ben was going to fuck it up anyway. <laughs> yep, it's going to be one of those podcasts. <laughs> Mwah, mwah. Air kisses all around. Okay. Someone's typing. It's not me. Yeah. Is it you? Yeah. I'm playing with my little squishy Nick Fury. Oh, is that what you're calling it these days?
Well, I, it, this isn't this isn't the best way to start a red card because something really cool is happening this year. It's the fiftieth anniversary of GI Joe. Yay! And, yeah, and congrats, Joe. You know, you made it. Um, <laughs> and you know, GI Joe was really considered to be the first action figure, so in a way, it's kind of the fiftieth anniversary of action figures in general. Yay! Yeah, yay! And um, you know. G.I. Joe is a Hasbro property, and at this very moment that we're recording, uh, JoeCon 2014 is going on. Yay! And, yay! And, you know, you would think that Hasbro being the, the mother company and this momentous occasion, they would have a whole bunch of news. So, you know what news we've heard coming out of them? Oh, crap, the thing didn't play. Why didn't it play? <laughs> Do you want to try that again? <laughs> yeah. You're pretty quiet, Ben. Oh, I haven't done anything. Different. I'm not saying that you have. I'm just saying that you are quiet. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to work out what could possibly have changed are between. You know, are you sure you two aren't married? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to divorce well. you first.